0: Welcome to Biblical Tapestry, our podcast today is our 100th episode, and a continuation of Season 6, Episode 10, a study in the book of Jeremiah. Please check out the other five seasons, with each season being a different book or series of books or subjects. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary, and how the Gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this episode, we finish our review of Jeremiah chapter 5 with a warning to foolish and rebellious people because of the lifeless idols that they had worshipped. They were blind and deaf to what the northern kingdom had suffered and had learned nothing from it. All right, let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 5, starting in verse 18. But in those days, declares the Lord, I will not make a full end of you. And when your people say... Why has the Lord our God done all these things to us? You shall say to them, As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you shall serve foreigners in a land that is not yours. Declare this to the house of Jacob. Proclaim it in Judah. Hear this, O foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but see not, who have ears but hear not. Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble before me. I place the sand as the boundary for the sea, a perpetual barrier that it cannot pass. Through the waves, or though the waves toss, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over it. But this people has a stubborn and rebellious heart. They have turned aside and gone away. They do not say in their hearts, Let us fear the Lord our God who gives us the rain in its season." the autumn rain and the spring rain, and keeps for us the weeks appointed for the harvest? Your iniquities have turned these away, and your sins have kept good from you. For wicked men are found among my people. They lurk like fowlers lying in wait. They set a trap. They catch men like a cage full of birds. Their houses are full of deceit. Therefore they have become a great and rich and they have grown fat and sleek. They know no bounds and deeds of evil. They judge not with justice, the cause of the fatherless, to make it prosper, and they do not defend the rights of the needy. Shall I not punish them for these things, declares the Lord, and shall I not avenge myself on a nation such as this? An appalling and horrible thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule at their direction. My people love to have it so, but what will you do when the end comes? All right, back to verses 18 and 19. But even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not make a full end of you. And when your people say, Why has the Lord our God done all these things to us? You shall say to them, As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your land, so you shall serve foreigners in a land that is not yours now we had looked briefly at verse 18 in the last episode but the note of hope that God gives Judah is that the destruction coming will not be total once the invasion from Babylon begins the people of Judah are perplexed even after all the warnings the centuries of warnings that they had had they will naturally ask why why is this happening to us? Judah was the one bringing judgment down on themselves but they don't seem to accept the blame. God's purposes were to bring his people back to himself to be redemptive and not vindictive. Even on the temple grounds the idol worship had invaded every aspect of life of these people. Ezekiel who had been given or been taken captive to Babylon, when God began to use him as a prophet to those exiles, was given a vision of what exactly was still taking place in the temple itself before Babylon destroyed it. Ezekiel 8.16 says, And he brought me into the inner court of the house of the Lord. And behold, at the entrance of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about twenty-five men, with their backs to the temple of the Lord, and their faces towards the east, worshipping the sun towards the east. Then he said to me, Have you seen this, O son of man? Is it too light a thing for the house of Judah to commit the abominations that they commit here, that they should fill the land with violence and provoke me still further to anger? Behold, they put the branch to their nose, Therefore I will act in wrath. My eye will not spare, nor will I have pity. Though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, I will not hear them. You know, it was even worse than that. If you get further in the book of Ezekiel, they were worshiping Egyptian creatures and of all kinds of things on the walls of the temple. So with bitter irony, God freed them to worship their worthless gods on a foreign soil. They will no longer pollute the promised land with these abominations until god has worked that out of the people with 70 years of captivity now an aging daniel prays for his people's return as he was reading the writings of jeremiah one year after the great babylon was conquered by the persians in daniel chapter 9 verse 1 it says in the first year of darius the son of Aharas, by descent Amid, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that, according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely seventy years. Now, back down in Daniel 9, verse 17. Now, therefore, O our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy, and for your own sake, O Lord, and make your face to shine upon your sanctuary which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy." O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. Seventy years have been ordained to cleanse the people from these egregious sins. All right, verse 20. Declare this in the house of Jacob, proclaim it in Judah. Hear this, O foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but see not who have ears, but hear not. Do you not fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble before me? I place the sand as the boundary for the sea, a perpetual barrier that it cannot pass. Though the waves toss, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over it. But this people has a stubborn and rebellious heart. They have turned aside and gone away. They do not say in their hearts, let us fear the Lord our God who gives the rain in its season the autumn rain and the spring rain and keeps it for us the weeks appointed for the harvest your iniquities have turned these away and your sins have kept good from you Judah had lost their fear and awe of God they feared more worthless and lifeless idols and not the Lord and creator of all existence they have ears and eyes but God's actions are unseen to them. Even the sea stays within the boundaries that God had established. But Judah refused to give any credit to God. F.B. Huey writes, Judah had violated the moral restrictions placed on them as God's covenant people. God was a source of the critical fall and spring rains. These fall and spring rains were required for a harvest of life-giving crops, but Judah was giving the credit to Baal. About a hundred years earlier, the prophet Hosea was saying to the northern kingdom of Israel. In Hosea 2:7, "She shall see, she shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but shall not find them. Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me than now. And she did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine, and the oil, and who lavished on her silver and gold, which they used for Baal. They used it for Baal worship. And Judah was doing the same. Verse 24 and 25 again, they do not say in their hearts, Let us fear the Lord our God, who gives the rain in its season, the autumn rain and the spring rain, and keeps for us the weeks appointed for the harvest. Your iniquities have turned these away, and your sins have kept good from you. So it seems clear in verse 25 that God had already been withholding the rain from the land because of his displeasure of the sins of Judah. Even another hundred years earlier, before God had taken the northern kingdom of Israel into captivity, he had prophesied through Amos to Israel about how Israel had become powerful and complacent. In Amos 4 7, it says, I also withheld the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest. I would send rain on one city and send no rain on another city. One field would have rain, and the field on which it did not rain would wither. So two or three cities would wander to another city. drink water it would not be satisfied yet you did not return to me declares the Lord well what other things was Judah guilty of 1 verse 26 for wicked men were found among my people they lurk like fowlers lying in wait they set a trap they catch men like a cage full of birds their houses are full of deceit therefore they have become great and rich they have grown fat and sleek They know no bounds in deeds of evil. They judge not with justice, the cause of the fatherless to make it prosper, and they do not defend the rights of the needy. Shall I not punish them for these things, declares the Lord, and shall I not avenge myself on a nation such as this? Besides the wicked idol worship, wicked men were exploiting and oppressing their own people. These men plotted against the people to accumulate even greater wealth on the backs of the poor and the helpless. They had grown fat and rich from all these deceitful practices. In Exodus 22:21, it says, You shall not wrong a sojourner or oppress him, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child, If you do mistreat them, and they cry out to me, I will surely hear their cry. And my wrath will burn, and I will kill you with a sword. And your wives shall become widows, and your children fatherless. In Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless plead to the widow's cause. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. And if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And then verse 29 ends with the question, should I not avenge myself on a nation such as this well it's in the form of a question but the answer was already a yes based on the narrative verse 30 says an appalling and horrible thing has happened in the land the prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule out at their direction my people love to have it so but what will you do when the end comes what was happening in Judah was appalling, horrible, and shocking. Prophets who claimed to be speaking for God were proclaiming lies. Priests who should rule by the authority of God's law were motivated by no other authority than their own, or in this case, in conjunction with the false prophets. During the reign of Josiah, the book of the law was found well, where had it been all these years had the evil priest hidden it during the horrific reign of Manasseh which was Josiah's grandfather so at the very beginning of Jeremiah's ministry in Josiah's 18th year of king of Judah he sent his secretary Shephan to the temple to count the money brought into the temple while Josiah had workers repairing the temple from neglect while there the high priest gave him the found book of the law and we pick up here in 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 8. And Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan the secretary came to the king and reported to the king, Your servants have emptied out the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of the workmen who have the oversight of the house of the Lord. Then Shaphan the secretary told the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, and An- An- ha- Ekim, the son of Shaphan, and Akbor the son of Makiah, and Shaphan the secretary, and Asiah the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of his book to do according to all that is written concerning us. But these reforms would only last as long as Josiah ruled and he would only have about 13 more years until he was killed in battle. And we will tie that into a very Good series of uh, episodes coming up. Verse 31 says, the prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule at their direction. My people love to have it so, but what will you do when the end comes? The people of Judah love to be led by corrupt leadership. (laughs) F.B. Huey also writes, wickedness can so sear the conscience that sin has no limits. Human nature has the propensity for falsehood and I'm sure you understand this. We have a love for the sensational regardless of the truth that is found. In Matthew 27:20, 20, now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, "Which of the two do you want me to release for you?" And they said, "Barabbas." And Pilate said to them, "Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ?" And they all said, "Let him be crucified." And he said, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. If the choice was to be made for one to be crucified, the mob prefers to free Barabbas. And it says again, but what will you do when the end comes? What will these people think as their temple and their city begin to lie in ruins? In our next episode 11 of season 6, we'll begin chapter 6 where Jeremiah describes vividly the coming siege of Jerusalem. I hope you'll follow season 6 as we continue to follow the career of Jeremiah and the historical accounts around his ministry. Biblical Tapestry is available on Facebook and in, on Instagram, and I encourage you to please like and share this podcast to you if you've learned something, something new about God's Word. May God bless you this day.